The term misogyny is derived from the ancient Greek word misogynia, which means hatred towards women. Examples of misogyny and male privilege are present on the streets, in politics, in the workplace, but also in sex. So today we're going to talk about the ways in which misogyny is present during sex and how it's made very obvious through orgasms. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 64 of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week. Or leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way. Yeah and before we get into our topic today we want to give a shout out to our person of the week, Emily, who shared our Not All Men episode and had a chat with us in our DMs about how in Australia Australia, her prime minister was missing the whole point of the not all men conversation and it was very frustrating to hear for her. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to the frustrations of those conversations. Yeah. Um, but she said that our podcast episode uh, really helped her to put everything she was thinking into words. So thank you so much, Emily, for listening and for, for sharing that episode. Yeah, it's funny, actually. That episode we did discussing the not all men concept can be applied to today's topic, really, mm-hmm. in that, yes, not all men neglect or overlook women's orgasms, but enough men do, which is a topic we absolutely need to discuss when it comes to misogyny. Yeah, every day, more and more, we see signs of misogyny in so many aspects of everyday life. Um, It's a form of control and it's so embedded in our society that most men don't even realise they, they possess some forms of misogyny and patriarchy. And, you know, we hear not all men from a lot of people in society, you know, both men and women say this, but, you know, there are, you know, great men out there, but still, they're not even aware of their male male privilege. Um, and one of those privileges is orgasms in sex. And there is this repeated narrative that um, heterosexual sex is one-sided. And I mean, I know this because I'm a woman who has been in many girl talk conversations and the topic of female pleasure being ignored is something that I've heard a lot from other women. And it's even a conversation that I've instigated myself when talking to my friends about having sex with men. So I know this. um, I know this conversation is really common. Yeah, I think a lot of women know that conversation all too well. Mm -hmm. And recently there has been this statistic circulating on Twitter and Instagram that says, when masturbating, 95% of women orgasm. In first time hookups with other women, women orgasm 64% of the time. In first time hookups with men, they orgasm 7% of the time. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I can believe this. Yeah, (laughs) 1000%. It is not hard to believe. And this tells us that the problem isn't women's ability to orgasm, but really it's an example of our cultural script for heterosexual sex. Exactly, yeah. And according to misogyny, men's orgasms are a priority while women's orgasms are a rarity Mm. and you know my orgasms are actually not that much of an enigma but actually misogyny 
has prevented an understanding of them and misogyny has neglected my pleasure and made it less important or too complex or just like a total mystery when in reality men just don't want to learn. Yeah. Um, women's orgasms are not important enough to learn, it seems. And this puts male pleasure on a pedestal and protects male entitlement. Exactly. And most women are actually not shocked by this statistic at all. It makes perfect sense. To be honest, even 7% sounds kind of high to me. <laughs> I feel, yeah, that this is a perfect example of misogyny. One of the easiest ways to see that misogyny is alive and well is when we look at heterosexual sex. Men aren't taught about women's bodies, but also many of them don't really care. Women's mm. pleasure is often left to the responsibility of themselves in straight sex. And, you know, we've discussed in other podcasts before that pleasure should be a joint effort, but that requires the other party wanting to put in effort. We even see this in heterosexual porn. There's no focus on women's pleasure, but more so porn is made for the people buying it and that happens to be primarily men buying it. So it's catered to men. So, you know, it seems that there's this cycle in society that we're not focusing on women's pleasure. They don't want to see it. So for vulva owners, you know, the clit is non-existent in porn unless the owner plays with it themselves, which is also pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, the consumer, like the porn consumer controls what is being made. What and porn is being made. Yeah. The majority of those consumers are men. So it's being made with the the male audience in mind and then I guess you know the female pleasure is forgotten about also it's you know important to note that orgasms shouldn't be the primary focus during sex but they are also part of sex so if uh, if a person wants to orgasm it should be an option um, but there is this assumption that it's less important um, for a woman to orgasm and you know that it's not necessary mm, good word yeah necessary I feel like we in society have said said to women even subliminally that your pleasure is not as important we don't teach people about women's orgasms no we absolutely don't and sex with a partner you know is supposed to be a shared experience but it's often not shared it's often selfish yeah and I think there is pressure on women to fake orgasms and I think there's pressure on women to comply with the man's desires and I think there's pressure on women to avoid asking the man to be patient with her while she is being pleasured and and I think there's pressure on women to agree to finish having sex once the man orgasms because it's almost you know it's subconsciously ingrained in her to just put up with it and to not ask for reciprocation well yeah the concept of performative sex exists for a reason you know what I mean like women are often under the assumption that they have to perform when they're having sex with a man you know they have to act like a certain way yeah rather than enjoy it exactly well said Um, So we have a list of examples here to support this argument of how misogyny ties into women's orgasms and how misogyny is prevalent during heterosexual sex. As people who have been with both men and women, we can confidently say that the lack of women's pleasure during sex is very obvious in heterosexual sex. Mm. Sex between two women is very, very different. Yeah, there's almost... Um, you know, there's more of a dedication and effort uh, for mutual pleasure. There's yeah. an understanding as well. I think especially with women who have been with men in the past, they then have sex with women and they're aware of pleasing their partner and making sure they're feeling pleasure. It's just like a very shared there's experience. There's a lot more attentiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, we have to start with the myth in society 
that women are less sexual than men, so it's not important if they don't orgasm. Mm. Like, there's this myth that women don't desire sex as much as men, therefore it's fine if we prioritize men's pleasure over women's. There's also this assumption that women are prudish and don't like to talk about sex, whereas Men are candid with their sex talk and they're open. We need to stop shaming sex like it's something bad, but especially when women are talking about it. Exactly. And another point that ties into that is that women's pleasure is often taught to be shameful while men's is celebrated. Um, Historically, we've always gotten the shitty end of the stick. (laughs) Yeah, we have. And, you know, women are represented as, you know, the temptress in religion and the bossy one at work and the maid at home and the sexual object and the the pleaser during sex. Um, We really have been duped. And the story of sex and women in society, culture and religion truly is a misogynistic story. And, you know, you don't have to dig deep to, to find it. It's everywhere once you start paying attention. Yeah, if you look, you will definitely find it. It's not hard to find. If you take heterosexual sex, the heteronormative depiction of sex isn't optimal for female pleasure. Many vulva owners achieve orgasm through external factors, through the clitoris. We know this, but yet it's still that concept of like men asking women if they've had an orgasm after penetration. Do you think we should be taught this in schools? Like, do you think 1, sex education percent. should include all of this as well? 1000%. Sex education in schools is a whole nother thing. We did an episode on this. Our last episode, actually, where we spoke with Lisa about sex education. I think it's a known fact that sex education doesn't teach us about pleasure. It doesn't even like really touch on women's orgasms at all. It's all about you know, very technical ways to have sex and heterosexual sex. It's all like sex, sex education anyway, for me when I was in school was very restricted to reproduction and fertility. Um, We actually skipped a lot of the sex part of the sex education. However, we did learn a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we definitely learned about male wet dreams, but nothing (laughs) about the clitoris, nothing like that ever came up. I don't even think we knew what the clitoris looked like. There's a I reason. know what like the external clitoris looks like, but did you know like they have all those glands? There's a reason why there is a large percentage of men and women that cannot locate the clitoris on a diagram. Absolutely. It looks very different. Like the anatomy of the clitoris looks completely different from what you would imagine. Nobody knows that. Well, yeah, I'm glad you even said that because another huge example of misogyny being present during sex is that men believe that women's bodies are a puzzle that are impossible to understand you know and in this sense women are often taught that their own pleasure is inaccessible or a mystery women's pleasure is like left to them to figure out and that's not fair because you know with sex it is a very much it should be a joint effort it should be a joint effort regardless of who your partner is whether it's heterosexual sex gay sex whatever Yeah, I feel like there is a responsibility on everyone to teach their partner what they like and this is how my body works, this is what it looks like, but there also has to be a desire from the other person to actually want to learn and I feel like there is this uninterested approach to the female orgasm, um, the anatomy. 
and just you know overall respect for women and and their sexual experience and I think that's that's misogyny yeah the joint effort thing also applies to the partner being interested in pleasing their other partner so yeah this general disinterest that I feel like a lot of straight women talk about that you know their male partner is not that interested in making them orgasm you know, it's a story we Absolutely, hear so much. Yeah. That story points to a larger issue of, yeah, like this disinterest in wanting to to make it a joint effort. And it goes back to men saying, well, I don't know what you want. You know, like, I don't know, like, how you orgasm or how you do this or. It's also um, it's a very self-centered way, like sex is all about the guy, you know, like um, male pleasure uh, is even the focus in the media. I mean, think of women's magazines offering tricks to please cis men and all of these things in the media of what to do and what not to do to your man. But, you know, what about like that same information, but for women? I mean, there's a reason why a ton of men and women can't locate the clitoris on a diagram like we just talked about, because there is this focus on sex being for, for the, the man. man's yeah. pleasure and not the woman's. Yeah, I mean, even goes back to our first point of like, we believe women are less sexual than men, which is completely false. I used to always say when I would hear men joke about, oh, my wife or girlfriend and I don't have sex anymore. Oh, I'd be lucky if we did it once a week, blah, blah, blah. And I'd always say, well, yeah, probably because you are ignoring her pleasure altogether. <laughs> like, you know, why would she want to have sex with you when you're like completely focused on your orgasm and not hers at all? Just saying. And another point I want to bring up, which, you know, can be complex in the subject itself, but porn privileging the male gaze. You know, tons of stray women watch lesbian porn because it actually does favor women's pleasure. So there is an obvious neglect there with heterosexual sex if women are watching lesbian porn. I know it goes back to what we were saying with obviously the demand for porn is from male audiences traditionally. So um, pornographers are making what, what they, men want mm -hmm, you know what yeah. I mean which but then it goes back it's another circle it goes back to okay but that's because misogyny is so present in sex and apparently this the statistics show that men like to watch like very rough sex and uh, do we think a, a woman's pleasure is involved in that no you know no it's it's male self-centered yeah male-centered I should say yeah um yeah I feel like a lot of women watch lesbian porn because it is very female focused and it focuses a, a lot more like less on penetration and more on like clitoral stimulation and stuff like that and and women want to see that they also like want to educate themselves on it because maybe they're just not experiencing it themselves yeah well heterosexual sex is penetration focused and most women don't orgasm through penetration alone and if they do it's actually a clitoral orgasm women who say they can orgasm through penetration alone they are actually orgasming through internal clitoral stimulation. And that's also rare. And this is something that's been scientifically proven. So as much as men like to joke about their wives not wanting to have sex with them, to me, it's actually exposing that they don't really know what their significant other wants in bed. Back to that point. <laughs> Which all goes back to communication. Yeah. Um but I also wanted to touch on uh, another point, uh, which is sex from misogyny's point of view. Mm. And so basically what I mean by this is in society, there is a lot of focus on male pleasure, like we've mentioned already. But um, especially with men's language to describe having sex with women, which we've talked a lot about in different episodes before. Yeah. Um, words such as fuck, nail, pound, screw, bang 
all describe sex as very one-sided yes. but are also quite aggressive terms in my opinion that oh, put hell yeah yeah that put women in the subordinate role and men in the controlling role um while these verbs are all receiving verbs you know the woman is the receiver in this um they are very rough receiving words. Yeah. They're also not clitoral stimulation verbs. They are penetration verbs, which many men think is the only way to have sex with a woman because they can receive pleasure at the same time. But with clitoral stimulation, the focus is on the person with the vulva. Um, and men don't consider this. This is why like, there are those words like nail and pound and screw. Even though the woman is receiving something, and yes, it can be very pleasurable to be penetrated, it's not the only way for a woman to receive pleasure, but it's often assumed that it is. Yeah, 100%. I think we will all benefit in society from moving away from thinking sex is only penetration. I think all parties involved will be very happy to know there are other things you can do that are actually maybe even more pleasurable. <laughs> they are more. Um, <laughs> but going back to um, sex from misogyny's point of view, um, procreation is another focal point of heterosex. Um, the male orgasms, which sends his sperm into the woman for the purpose of procreating, which has traditionally been translated as job done like the job is done no more sex we're finished that's why so often heterosexual sex ends when the man orgasms like i would say most of the time that's like oh okay we're well, done here yeah and that was like that's it. my point like this traditional way of having sex it trickled its way down through the ages which has normalized sex ending when a man ejaculates and that's not when sex is finished no it's 2021 <laughs> people like let's get on board with the fact that like this traditional view of sex and, and heterosexual sex is not optimal for especially women's pleasure yeah well there's also the pressure on women to always look and be sexy and act sexy feel sexy to be hairless and toned and tanned and have your nails done and your hair done and perfect and smell good all the time it's exhausting you know and it's misogynistic because it teaches us that we're not enough the way we are and that also we have to be presentable for a man you know we've talked about that in other episodes I feel like one of our early episodes we were talking about that and yeah I just think there is this this is why it's misogynistic because there is the responsibility on the woman all the time to look good to be responsible for her own pleasure be, be responsible for the man's pleasure exactly to be a great receiver to look great to enjoy it to reassure him and to give him all the attention and this is why this statistic is so there's such a huge gap you know yeah women desire pleasure but as well we've been taught not to ask for it so exactly great point you know I mean we always do talk about like women have a responsibility too in empowering themselves and that's one of the things you know we really have been ingrained for so long over generations to to stay quiet about certain things and sex yeah. is one of them so you know it is it is uh, on us as well to be more open about our sex to talk about it to communicate with our partner to be more selfish with it yeah it's definitely a joint effort in that sense on both ends but it also would help if a lot more men were invested in women's pleasure and also educated on it and 
wanting to learn about it. I feel like there's nothing sexier than being able to please your partner. So wouldn't that turn you on more? You know, I don't know. But (laughs) it's just this overall concept of misogyny and orgasms and the lack of orgasms for women during heterosexual sex. It's a concept women know way too well. In the conversations we've had with other women, whether it be gay, bisexual, trans, straight, they've all said similar things regarding women's pleasure. Women's pleasure is not the focus during heterosexual sex, but rather sex ends when the man has an orgasm. Sex is thought of as penetration rather than an experience where both people understand each other's bodies, desires, pleasures, and you know show interest in each other having a pleasurable experience comes down to communication and really being attentive to each other you know and not having one-sided sex regardless of who you're having sex with but that's exactly it misogyny doesn't make room for being attentive to other people yeah and that's exactly in all areas period (laughs) yeah and once again I can't say it enough this needs to be facilitated in sex education you know people need to learn about this before they're teenagers so they understand things like consent things like pleasure sex in general queer inclusive sex and that sex isn't shameful because i think that just sets any kid up for failure because they don't want to talk about it they learn it from people in school or like from kids on the street or they don't learn it in a safe environment where all their an- uh, questions are answered it's you know sex is taboo so they don't want to talk about it with their parents or any other adult and it's just it's not learned properly questions go unanswered but we did a poll on our instagram story actually where 99 percent of you agreed with us that we need better sex education in schools and from our poll we learned that 99 percent of you also agreed that queer inclusive sex education was non-existent and needs to be but also that women's pleasure in sex education was non-existent yeah absolutely and what's sad is that I don't think we are ready for that in schools I don't think that that's going to be given a spotlight um society isn't ready no I don't think we're ready um but if you're a parent and you're listening you know, have that safe conversation with your child. Sex is not shameful. We're human, you know. It's okay if you do and it's okay if you don't. Yeah, that education is important because there are far too many stories that we've heard, that we've experienced, whatever, of misogyny being very present in heterosexual sex and sex in general, and that needs to change. So um, I would love to hear your takeaway on this episode today, Soph. Yeah, so I guess the percentage that we saw um, of women who orgasm with men versus with women or just um, from giving themselves orgasms um, was really interesting and it really inspired this episode and when I read the statistic I immediately thought wow that's huge and it's not coincidental yeah this has to be because of misogyny and patriarchy Um, and we are taught And it's obvious that men's pleasure is more important than women's pleasure. The orgasm gap is yet again another example of misogyny and patriarchy. Gender politics is is not only something that occurs in the workplace or in the home or in education, but it also occurs in sex as well. I would say it's even more prevalent during sex, to be honest. I think it's one of uh, the most vigorous forms of misogyny. And why is that? Because sex is something still taboo in society that we don't talk about. And if we don't talk about it, how can we work towards fixing the issue? Exactly. Is that your takeaway? I mean, it can (laughs) can be. I mean, my biggest thing is 
women, you know, what can you do? I would offer the advice of feeling, you know, the right to pleasure, the right to ask for what you want and the right to say, I'm not feeling this anymore because that's how you can be in control of your own pleasure. It is a joint effort. It's not always up to your partner. Yes, your partner should totally be enthused to pleasure you. And if they're not, that's a red flag. But at the same time, I guess there is a bit of a responsibility on us to say, hey, you know, this is what I like and this is what I want. And we're actually not finished having sex because I haven't had an orgasm. <laughs> That's what you want to say? Say it. Yeah. If you if you feel you want to have an orgasm, because yes, sex can be totally amazing without it. But if you feel you want to have an orgasm, you totally have a right to ask for it. Yeah. Great. Well, that's it for today's episode. We love hearing your stories and how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a message on Instagram. Review our podcast on Apple or review our journal Reflect on Amazon to be featured as our next person of the week. And make sure you download, rate, and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And let us know how you feel about misogyny in terms of sex and orgasms. See you on Tuesdays. Bye.